the chef Daryl's, who has some special sauce for you. And you know he also has the uh, monumental bean pies. Y'all know Brother Ben love him some bean pies. And everybody don't have good bean pies. So let me just give this disclaimer real quick for everybody. Just because you had a good uh, a bean pie doesn't mean you had the right bean pie. So don't be going off of somebody nasty bean pie. And then you run around here talking about the bean pies is nasty. You got to have a good one first. Then you can judge from there. So with that being said, we have Brother Chef Daryl. For those who do not know who you are, for those who have never heard about your sauce, we'll get into that later. But let's go into who are you as a human being um, first. Okay, wait, 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 wait. One second. They said they can't hear you. All right, y'all. Give me one second. My bad. That's my bad. All right. All right. So try now. Try now. Say something now, brother. You hear me now? Okay. Can y'all can y'all hear him now? Press one if y'all can hear him. My bad. Press one if y'all can hear if y'all heard him that time. Press one in the comment section if y'all heard him that time. I think we should be we should be uh fine now. Okay, cool. They can hear you now. Go ahead, start over. So peace family. This is Chef Daryl Muhammad here. Uh I've got my start in the food business back in Boston. And uh the history goes as uh you know, as a young man growing up in Boston on the streets, age sixteen. Didn't uh, really know which direction I was headed in, and I was blessed to meet the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan personally in a home in Boston. And um, that meeting with him changed my life forever. And, you know, as I watch your platform and you're talking to the young people out here today, you know, I can relate to that story because um, in high school with my girlfriend, uh, trying to find my way, uh, you know, um, got put out of the house by the by my family and pretty much was on the streets. And, and this particular Sunday, I happened to go at the uh, request of a friend to a study group that was in a home. And it just happens that on that particular visit, the minister comes to that home personally and they tell him they have a young man who didn't have anywhere to live. And he takes me into a room and talks to me like he would talk to his own children. We stayed in that room for about uh, maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And uh, he asked a brother in Boston if he would take me in. And uh, I, I thank Allah for Brother Rodney because he took me home. And here I am 40 years later, married, four children, five children and uh, five grandchildren. And, uh, you know, Sister Kim Muhammad is the other half behind Chef Daryl's Foods. And we've been at this food thing. I, I took a like liking to cooking. Now before now, before now before we before we go there, is there anything 
uh, of guidance, of wisdom that you can share that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan told you in that room, if you can remember? Uh, yes, sir. Um, the minister wanted to know personally how I became, you know, what led to me being put out of the house. And I told him that uh, I had brought a picture of the Honorable uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan, uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I brought a picture of him home. Uh, a brother gave it to me. The brother that invited me to the study group gave me the picture. And I took that picture and I placed it on the TV in the living room. And, you know, I, I'm reflecting on something you said about, uh, you know, the parents didn't offer you any guidance before we come to the nation. But suddenly they got all this information for you when you bring Muhammad in. So I put the picture up there. I'm excited about this man that I had never really heard about. And my stepfather came in and he saw that something else was moved and that picture was put up and he slapped it down. Mm. So I want that up here. And a tussle ensued and they said, you got to go. So they put packed pack my stuff up and, and sent me on out the front door. And when I told the minister about that and other things that were going on in my home, it's very dysfunctional, um, a lot of violence. He asked me if I wanted, first of all, he said, uh, I mentioned that there was a lot of alcohol consumption. And he said, I don't care if your mother and father are in the gutter, respect him. Mm. He said um, that he had sons my age and he put his arm on my shoulder and he began to tell me about his sons. And he asked me if I wanted to go back to that home. And I said, no. He immediately, you know, shared some other things things with me. I, I can't remember all of all of what he would say, but it had to do with respect, mm. had to do with um, making the right choices out here as a young man. He um, found out that I went to the same high school that he went to when he was a young man in Boston. And so we had some commonality. And um, he asked a brother that invited me to come into the room. And he said, can this brother live with you until he's 18? And um, the brother immediately, without hesitation, said yes. And after the meeting was over, the brother took me home. Um, you know, Brother Ben, um, so much had, had happened in that because there were, there were other things that happened with me and the minister, such as the minister came back to Boston to speak. And I was given the responsibility of taking Mother Khadija and her daughters out around town. And anyone who's ever had that responsibility is an awesome responsibility, but it can be very stressful because you're going to get a talk before you make that step out there into that community about what needs, what may, what better not happen to them in your care. So we're, we're traveling around Boston with the family. And as we got back to the mosque, the minister was having an interview and Mother Khadija kept looking over at me and I was very uncomfortable because I didn't know if I had said or done something while we were out that displeased her. But uh, to my surprise, she looked over and then finally she approached me and she asked me what my mother's maiden name was, or what my mother's name was. I told her what the maiden, marriage name was. And then she said, no, what, what's the maiden name? And when I told her, she reached for me. If you ever had an auntie or a grandmother grab you all the way up close in the bosom and hug you, and I'm startled. And she says, I know your whole family. Mm. And she began to name from my grandmother all the way down to the aunts, 
people that, you know, um, had had a rough time in life, especially around alcoholism, she knew every last one of them. And she said that she and my aunt that she mentioned, Oh. And do domestic work. You still there? Yeah, you back now. Okay. That she used to do domestic work and my aunt and her sisters would be side by side. So she taps the minister on the shoulder and she says, do you know whose son this is? He's one of the Andersons. And and she said, he knows your family. He don't know him like I know him, but we grew up next door together in Boston. Um, Every year that the uh, Mother Khadija would see me and my wife at Savior's Day, she would stop what she was doing and come to greet us. Um, the last time I saw her um, and we had a personal conversation was at Savior's Day in L.A. And I told her that my mother was the last of the nine children. And uh, she looked at my wife and then she looked at me and she said, you have a good one. And, you know, anybody that's been in Mother Khadija's presence, she can read you. She can read others. And she is very gifted in that way. Um, I've written the minister on several occasions, Brother Ben. And I'm pleased to say that he has written me back. And um, whenever he sees me, he smiles. And I am humbly thankful for my uh, beginning in Boston because it was those that that took me in in the mosque. I came into a mosque at 16 and all of the believers in that mosque were older. These were older men who had businesses and they just didn't accept me for an answer. A lot of what you're teaching, and I I hope that some of your listeners have a pen and paper because I really want to impart some things on folks today about how I was able to be guided in business by those pioneers. Uh, Minister Don Muhammad was a it uh, was and is a businessman in Boston. Uh, the former secretary, Brother Abdul Raouf, won the Savior's Day content journal. In the early days, we would have a journal that you would um, solicit ads, and he would get so many ads that the minister would send him around the world. He won, and, and the minister sent him around the world for winning. So I, I hope that gives you uh, a base as to you know how I. I kind of came in it. There's so much. 40 years is a long time to try to compile in, in a few minutes. Indeed. So out of everything that you could have chosen, what made you go down the road of the food industry? Um, you know, I grew up in Grove Hall and I lived in an apartment building. And this was to, so we're talking 1970 and in 1970, the Nation of Islam had Temple Number no. 11 Fish Market and Bakery on the first floor adjacent to that building. Um, I used to go into their uh, restaurant in the morning, and I think I was inspired to see Clean Cut Brothers in a white shirt and bow tie, sisters with a headpiece on, cooking and delivering food. And um, and then, of course, being in the community, most jobs that you get as a teenager is, is in food. So I got my first job was in a kitchen. And being the oldest of, of, of in the household, a lot of times I would have to wash dishes and, and assist with cooking. So I just enjoy uh, doing the food. Um, but the nations started off, one, the first businesses in the nation was food. 
Ambalaji Muhammad had a, 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 a superette, a little, you know, like convenience store slash takeout spot with his family. And uh, I think food is something that connects people, um, you know, especially the products that we put out. Um, so I had several restaurants in that World Fall area, Shabazz Coffee Shop, Salam Sandwich Shop, and Daryl's Fried Chicken. All, all those were around. Uh, so I had like three restaurants before I was in 25 years of age, because when I came in the mosque, uh, the first thing that they would ask, what's your employment? And what well, do you have meaningful employment? And if you didn't, if you weren't working somewhere, well, they were nothing but older brothers around who all were in business. So I was inspired to open up my own. Mm. So you had three restaurants before the age of 25. Yes, sir. Wow. Uh, and and, and I any business you know i didn't have any I, I was in high school i did get some uh college level training but at the time that i was opening these restaurants i necessarily didn't have formal business uh training and uh you know the Ambalaji muhammad started with nothing but a word the minister rebuilt the nation on that which his teacher taught him and the word and i started out by myself on the word of my mentor at that time minister don muhammad which was, if you're not going to go get a job somewhere, then you need to pull your resources and do something for yourself. Wow. For, for, for young people who's watching. and Oh, go ahead. I went into partnership with the minister's wife. Mm. Uh, she gave me my first shot at uh, coming into a, a salam sandwich shop place where we had, the nation had signature sandwiches and products that were known all the way from the 60s and 70s, like the uh, Shabbat, you know, the whole Shabbat Steak and Take, Salam Bomb, Comeback Fish Sandwich, and of course the famous Bean Pie, which I'll get into some fishing history uh, that I learned from Brother Rockman. So um, for, for young people who's listening who uh, one day wants to uh, have restaurants, what's some advice that you can give to them uh, to where they don't have to have mistakes that you may have had. What's something that you learn about that industry that you could give them that can help them out? Well, now that we have uh, thousands of restaurants closing across the country due to COVID, if a person has, for instance, if you have a stand, a truck, food cart, and you have a particular item that you think would be, you know, definitely do the research in whatever city that you're in and find out what it is that the people want what they don't have, but the food cart seems to be the quickest way, food truck, food cart, or some type of delivery service with good food. So you want to get serve safe uh, certificate. You want to meet all the health, health requirements in your city. Uh, you want to have a business plan. You can get those business plans. Most local colleges will have some type of, uh, or some uh, nonprofit organization will teach young people how to do a business plan. Or you can look up on the internet how to do a business plan and you can tweak it because a, a business plan is always evolving. So you might have the first plan and there may be holes in that plan and it's going to take you some trial and error to figure out what those holes are and have a mentor that can look at the plan before you step out there. You want to have some working capital. Most people think that you have to have a lot of money. You don't. You have to have the will, the desire. You do need some seed money. But if you pool your resources with other people, you can find silent partners 
if you're in a mom study group church or organization, you can find like-minded people who share the idea and two or three people can go in on that food cart and make it work. Cause you can also work a second job and have shifts. So like you and brother Jacob partners, you know, let's say his brother Zakai Shabazz and another brother in Atlanta, those two, one brother can be working. Then when he get off, he come and relieve the brother that's on the cart and he go to work. That way, until you get enough capital generated so that that cart can steal both of y'all away from the job, it steps to it. And what is, some people are already asking for your website. What is the website? The website is chefdarylsfoods.com. And that's, and that's Darryl's with an S and foods with an S, right? Yes. So D-A-R-Y-L-S foods.com. And I got it on a screen for you guys as well who's ready to go support this brother now you talked about coming in and having mentorship from the believers in the mosque uh who was already into business what's the top two um what's the top two business advice or business game that you received that you saw was very impactful for your business success um minister don uh in boston who had a dry cleaners and a uh he had a dry cleaners he had an industrial carpet cleaning business, and he was also into real estate, became one of the most powerful black men in the city. I was blessed to be with him and the Honorable Minister Louis Farquhar when he got his name, Muhammad. The minister said, I'm not changing your first name, which was Don. And he then he kind of joked and said, because you're the Don Colleone of Boston. And everybody chuckled at the table. But this man single-handedly controlled a city like Boston Mass from his business. In the morning, he would take calls from the minister and he would had he had an open door relationship with the mayor of the city. And I would be on security in the morning uh, and witness all of that. And one of the things is consistency. Too many of us want to be in business, but we don't see it through. Mm. We get involved with the ABS tribe. And then if it don't, we don't look like we're making no money within some of us don't make 30 days. And then we out, we're looking for something, we in carrot bars and we in this and we in that. We have to be consistent and see it through. I have been baking bean pies and dealing with this food, food for 40 years and bean pies for 20. I learned from one of the best bakers uh, from the first resurrection, as they call it. But then I wanted to improve the pie. So I tested Chicago's pie. I tested East Coast pie. I tested L.A. pie. And... Uh, they voted me having one of the best pies on, on the uh, East Coast. And then more recently, the regional captain, Brother Majid Muhammad, had my pie during uh, about a week ago and sent out a message that this man sure know how to make a pie. So it's trying to perfect your craft because, as you said in the beginning, everybody sell pies, but everybody don't have that pie. That's right. And, uh, uh, and so I take pride in it. And my wife, I taught her how to bake it. Sometimes I think she makes it better than I do. But I think you got to also be in the right spirit. Anybody that's made bean pies know I try to pray before I make the pie. Mm. Uh, and I see the sister coming by. So I just want to give a shout out to all. You might want to come over a little bit. This is Sister Kim Muhammad. This is the other half. 40 As years of marriage. Assalamualaikum. Children and uh, sister here is uh, the other half of Chef Daryl. So for all y'all that think brothers out here by yourself, that's not the. You must got a phone call.
All right, y'all, don't blow him up yet. Wait till after the phone call. Y'all wait till after the interview. Then y'all blow him up, okay? Blowing me up on here now. So I just wanted to uh, give a shout out because our sister also was in that home that the minister visited because I didn't go to the study group by myself. I brought my girlfriend who was 16 and she was in the living room while the minister was talking to me in the bedroom. And uh, she came on in and she hasn't missed a beat either since she, you know, got her letter accepted. So, you know, it, Islam works. Indeed. So the first one we have, we have consistency. We can't start yes. something and because something didn't work in 30 days, I'm a quit. You know, I always talk about the birth process. You know, it took us as human beings, the glory of God, of God to be made in nine months. Some a little bit before, some a little after, but around nine months. And some of us, because my business isn't developed in nine months, we quitting. How does that sound? You know, some of us, we are premature. And when we come out and we do something too early, when we come out too early without it being developed, we still born. The baby still dies. So what you have to do is we have to be begin to have more faith in ourselves. And once we have more faith in ourselves, that allows us to have that consistency. It's not always that the business isn't working. It's not always that the MLM or whatever you're getting into isn't working. Sometimes it's you. And because you have little faith in yourself, you're quick to go to something else because you're not patient enough with yourself. Brother Jake told a story one time about, you know, if you are somebody and you need some money and you need $30 and you need $50 and you call grandma and grandma said, baby, I got you. I'm going to give it to you Tuesday. Now, you don't have the money in your hand right now. But something about grandmama saying, hey, baby, I'm going to get it to you Tuesday. Your whole mood changes. You're calm now. You have more faith now because, you know, when, on Tuesday, you're going to get the money. Well, the reason we're stressed out so bad, the reason we're miserable, the reason we don't have enough patience because we don't have enough faith in God. And most importantly, we don't have enough faith in ourselves. We have limited beliefs about ourselves. We have that big doubt on in ourselves. And it doesn't matter what nobody says on the outside. If we doubt ourselves on the inside, it does not matter. So that was a good a, a, a good beginning consistency because that's what a lot of people are lacking. So with consistency, what's the second uh, best lesson that you've learned from the brothers? Well, you know, Minister Don used to talk about how to win friends and influence people. And so you're, we're taught that we're going to get friendships in all walks of life. I think that we limit ourselves <laughs> to all walks of life, meaning that we're dealing with everyone. So one of the things that my, your net has to be bigger than just your hood. Your net has to be bigger than just someone's skin color. You have to cast that net in a way so that you bring the resources to your business that you may need. So, you know, um, in my case, I started to meet people. My, one of my first food carts that I got was from a Jewish man selling pork sausages on a cart. And I didn't know he was Jewish. And I knew them pork sausages because I had to stand there for about 30 minutes smelling that pork because <laughs> I was trying to ask but all I wanted to know was where he bought the car. I had never seen it. It was a six-foot grill with a window around it, and I wanted to find out where I could get one of those. But I had to stand there because he had customers, and that smoke was blowing over. 
So when I finished and I told him who I was, he first said, um, he said, you know, uh, I wasn't going to give you no information, but the fact that you being who you are stood there for 30 minutes, being patient and smelling this, these sausages, I'm going to tell you where they go, where they make this cart. He said, when you go there, they're going to tell you that they don't make carts. He said, but then hand them my card. I sure enough, I went to the place. They said they didn't make cards. I handed the card. They took me and a brother named Elijah, who's in the mosque. They took us into a warehouse where these uh, Vietnamese were making thousands of carts. And he said, and I became the only, I was one of only two black men who had a cart like this on the streets of Boston. The other brother who had a cart like that was an old follower of the Elijah Muhammad. Mm. And that's where I first seen the cart. Then that guy disappeared and I didn't know where to find the card again. Um, so obstacles, you have to be willing to meet and overcome the obstacles to your goal. So you, you, you um, set your mind on the goal, you're consistent, you have obstacles, but then you have to develop your skill sets. You can't, and, and, and uh, this brings me into the point of where you are with the ABS. Some brothers who are old school brothers they was on the corner, like the brother said the other day, because I do watch your podcast. You're on the corner fishing with a pole. Now we got to bring it to the modern day and time. Me, I use the metaphor of martial arts. You can be in the dojo. You can be in the class practicing and sparring, but you ain't going to know whether you can beat somebody's behind or get some, or keep somebody off you till you get out there in the real situation with it. So you want to be consistent. You want to be overcome the obstacles. You want to pull your resources. You got to put your ego to the side, too, because sometimes your ego is wrapped up in your um, ability to be successful. And when you um, you can get big headed and you can think that you're more than what you are and you don't need no help, you got to be willing to reach out and, and, uh, and let people know when you don't know. Because the things that you don't know can actually cause a business disaster. Mm. Uh, McDonald's, they failed several times. You watched the movie on Netflix about the beginning of McDonald's. This guy was selling uh, milkshake machines. So it's a, it's a great movie to watch if you look at the history of McDonald's because his wife left, the car broke down, everything happened, but he didn't, he found out that McDonald's really is not in the business of burgers. In the business of real estate, that's why McDonald's own all the locations. So, as you begin to make money, what you do with it is is probably the next segment that um, I would tell people about. You know, it's not so you can go buy five or six pairs of sneakers, the new phone, or a car, but you want to you want to actually own the warehouse that you. So now you buy five carts. You started out with one cart, but you can have ten carts. Now you got to have a garage to hold, house the car. So you want to own that garage. So now you're going to build wealth by having that real estate. So now you own the carts. You got employees, but you really want to train young brothers not to be your employee, but to be independent businessmen. So when they, they come get the cart from you in the morning uh, and, and they go out and make some money, they're giving you a percentage back and it's their own business. That's good. And reading. Reading is fundamental. This book right here, I can't put it down. I don't know if you can see it. The Rock. The Rock. Uh, obviously, uh, I, I continue to read this book, and I haven't read it many times. 
I continue to read it. And then here's a book called Our Journey in the Nation by Sister Sharon Ali. The minister said he cried when he read the book because that book, this book here shows all the businesses and how the nation got these businesses. But I thought it was real interesting in this book, Brother Ben, The Rock, and in my meeting with Brother Rockman in the vending area at Savior's Day, he said something very deep. He said, the, the fish never sees the hook. Mm. It only sees the worm. And he said it again. He said, when we were out with the Muhammad Speaks, the fish and the bean pie, many people did not want the paper, but they liked to fry that whiting up and they liked the bean pie. Two, the final call today must be connected and paired with items that the people need. Because then you get in the door, like the savior got in with the silk, but he what the silk wasn't, that was just to get the door open or the other wares again. If people know you have the pie, if people know you have good wares, and you come by to sell them whatever it is that you're selling to them, the paper is just that, that's the caveat. That's, the, that's, that's, that's what you want to get to them, but you got to get the door open first. The second thing Brother Rachman said to me, he said, Brother, the fish don't belong to you until it's in the boat. And I had to, I had to wrestle around with that one for a minute. You got it on the hook, he said, but it don't belong to you. It can be bouncing around all you want in that water. It's not yours until it's on the boat, in the, in the bucket. And then lastly, he said, whenever you go fishing, Anybody that's into fishing, as soon as you get to the fishing hole, you ask the person that's already there how they bite. He said, never go out into the community fishing with bait you like. Mm. Always use bait that the fish like. He said, you want to put on the hook with the fish like, and this is the modern day and time, and, and that's what I see the ABS tribe and the things that you and Brother Jake are doing. It's a modern way to offer our young people, young and old, because I know some older brothers. I just signed my son up. I just encouraged my son to sign, sign up through Brother Daniel in Boston. And, and he was here the last couple of days. And every day I went to check on him, he said, I'm doing the homework. I'm on a call. He's excited. He's living down in the ATL. I'm trying to connect him with brothers, uh, brother down there. I uh, got an older brother that's my, my one of my peers, Brother Calvin in Hartford. He's in. He's, he's rolling strong with it. So, yes, when I first met you, I said, you are the, if, I don't know if you remember the conversation, you came and took a picture in my booth with Brother Rizza. I said, you all are the unwrapped gifts that the minister wants, uh, is looking for. You know, so anybody that's listening, that's older, don't think these young brothers are, out, are not in step because it's supposed to be down to the Peace, famous, your brother Ben X. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. 2021. Is all about execution. I looked at 2021 as 2020 vision. You was learning your vision. You was birthing your vision. You don't went through the pain and the pressure to give birth to many ideas that you never would have had without that pandemic. But 2021, me, Brother Derek Grace, Chris Cole, Jake Taylor Jacobs, and 19 Keys, we're pulling all of our courses together to give you guys a roadmap to make y'all some money all 2021 and to most importantly, change your mindset, your family, and your structure 
for all 2021. You're gonna learn about stocks. You're gonna learn about how to own your own bank so you never have to borrow money from the bank. You're gonna learn digital real estate. You're gonna learn in-home banking to set up that family structure. If that's something you wanna be a part of, go get your membership at blackworldorder.com, www.blackworldorder.com. Check out those first two meetings. If you win, then you win. Peace. Somebody, they blowing them up. They trying to get them pies, man. They trying to get that, that sauce, man. I know they trying to get that sauce. It's a, brother Ben, you're real critical about the bean pie. Oh. And, and uh, I had people come up to me. And they say, brother, this is the one. Excuse me for one second. They say, this is the one. And I buy it and bite into it. And man, I said, this brother should get time out for selling me this pie. <laughs> but... <laughs> you know that happened to me in the vending area you know i was hungry chicago didn't have their pie out yet and this brother came up and i gave it to look i said man this look good my wife gets on me because i'll buy three four pies at savings day because i'm always trying to see what the competition and what folks are doing but i don't know if you can see this yeah you see that middle mm -hmm. the middle don't look like this here that nice, thick custard. You see, we do a deep dish, an eight-inch deep dish, just like Chicago. And we do uh, the small, and we also do the big one here. People look for this. In my city and around the East Coast, they look for this yellow label. If, don't, if they don't have that Chef Darrell's yellow label, they don't want it. And uh, we just real particular about it. And I know the minister wants to see a national pie, and I hope to be part of that um, movement working with headquarters to get that happening let but me, uh, i love what i do it's a labor of love let, let me ask you this question these pies um do you ship them for the people who like man i gotta get me a real pie that tastes good do you ship them and how long does it take to ship i'm gonna tell you right now we had a big meeting because i knew i was gonna be on your call and i was speaking with my wife and my team covid has really caused some problems with shipping mm. because UPS, uh, post office, and FedEx are all putting uh, notations on the sites that there are delays. So we had we had said we weren't going to ship past a certain area, but I'm getting calls from all over the country. So I just bought ice packs. So we freeze the pie, then we put we put ice packs all around it. And being that it's cold out now, you know we haven't had any problems, but I am concerned about these delays. You know, some places are taking five days. Everyone who's gotten a pie has said, hey, the pie came, it tastes good. But I, you know, I will I will say to anyone, as this thing, if it gets worse, we may have to limit what regions and zones, you know. And I'm of the spirit that if somebody's in Texas and they want to get a bean pie in number 45 or Whatever the other moss numbers out there or the brothers out there got a good pie, certainly go support them. If you're in Chicago and you want to go get a good pie, go to headquarters. Uh, you know, we have to, we are our nation, so I, I always try to support, especially if I know somebody has a good pie. There's a sister, Angela, in L.A. She has a phenomenal pie. I say if you're in L.A. and you can get Sister Angela's pie, by all means, we have to have that spirit of nationhood. We have to have that spirit. It ain't just about Brother Daryl's body. You know, there's enough people on the East Coast and 
surrounding areas to get it where I, I would be um, I would not be a brother if I didn't try to support other people who have the pie. But we are shipping. You can go right onto my page and uh, and, uh, you know, some people are charging eighteen dollars for shipping. I'm not. I charge nine ninety nine for shipping regardless of the quantity or size. So y'all heard it first. And that's cheap. And that's cheap. And I will say this today. Anyone that orders the pie as a result of this uh, podcast in the next uh, 24, 48 hours, I'm going to put in a free bottle mm. of our famous hot and spicy sauce. You know what? This is what we're going to do. If you are going to order within the next 24, 48 hours, press one in the comment section. If y'all want to get y'all a pie and it's going to be coupled with the special sauce it's going to be coupled with the with the chef daryl sauce press one in the comment section right now if you are looking to order your pie and get your sauce now why are they thinking about if they're going to get it or not let's talk about this sauce what, what how did you get the idea what was the motivation of this chef daryl sauce in the 80s the nation of islam had a chain of steak and take restaurants called Shabazz Steak and Take. They were famous in, in, in mainly in New York City. Uh, that's where they really got their start. Russell Simmons mentions it in a lot of his podcasts on how the nation affected him. And he used to, he was a drug addict outside of the Steak and Take restaurants and the nation were, was a, a major influence in his life. And so I was taught how to make the sauce by a brother named John C62X. He was a 60... Second John in that month, just to give you an idea how big, uh, and it was Moss Number C in New York. And he taught me how to make it. So my first restaurant, I had the sauce. Then in other restaurants that I opened up, I had different variations of that sauce. And um, the bottle originally, Brother Ben said Shabazz sauce on, didn't say Chef Daryl's. And um, uh, you know, we got this green book that the minister gave us called The Restricted Laws Are Your Success at Any Time. Mm-hmm. A brother in the mosque told me to read that book and he highlighted certain pages. And I found out through reading that book that the minister did not like the name Shabazz. He said that the Shabazz was a rebel and that he would not wear that name on his lapel, that he would only wear the Savior's name. So it made me want to change that name. And there was some other behind the scene things for marketing purposes. But I ran into Abel and Brother Harry through the Abel program. And they wanted, they asked me what was in the sauce. And they said, Brother, if you could make something more organic, more natural, more healthy, we would consider putting you in the Abel program. So I took my culinary art skills, went into the kitchen. And what we have today is a Chef Daryl Sweet and Tangy. Now, anybody that's on this line that is in a mosque, you probably got this in the staple goods, the last staple goods order. This sauce here is great on everything. We sell out four years straight. We sold out in the vending area. This past Savior's Day, we sold out before the vending was over. By Saturday, I didn't have any left. And every sister and brother that came to my table said, brother, we absolutely love it. I've never had anybody return it. And you can put it on everything. And this sauce has evolved. I think I sent some to you at one point. But yeah, it's, it's, good. Really it's good with the now. fish now. It's good with the fish. I, I tried it with the fish. We have a honey mustard now. And as I mentioned, we have a hot and spicy. These are selling off. I mean, we got them in, in some stores locally and they're selling like crazy. For y'all that like to fry fish and chicken, we got the breading mix. Mm. 
It's already seasoned. All you do is put your fish, your chicken in here, and we got this going. And then we have Mo Seasonings. Now, this company here, this is a MGT. Hold it up a little higher. There in we Atlanta, go. Mo Seasoning, low sodium seasonings, all natural. These are selling well, along with the pie. So we, we, we were in the ABLE program, and we were doing well. And I want to say that. Hold on, hold on, know, hold on, hold on one second. Sage SSBM says, can you drop a link? Can y'all, do y'all not see the link um, on the shit? Let me, let me do it myself real quick. Chef, Daryl's foods.com. Yeah, it, it popped right up for me. The website is right there on the screen. Fanny, can y'all see it? Chef Daryl's foods. You got to type it in correctly. C-H-E-F-D-A-R-Y-L-S foods with a s.com it just popped up for me go ahead continue and so uh i want to say that the able program you know a lot of people are saying that we're in perilous times there's going to be food shortages well we as a people can't sit and wait for the fall as sister ava said we can't wait for the roof to fall down on us we can we're in every city that we're in especially those who desire to get land I really enjoyed the podcast with you on the farm down in Georgia. We need to, we need to, that is, that is so important. That should be top on the list to control our food sources. So uh, just because that, that version of the ABLE program did not, uh, you know, did not pan out, um, we need to start it back up. Some other young people that got the idea, get with Brother Harry or whoever, and let's keep this thing going because we need to secure our own. We need to get our mouths out of the other man's kitchen and get our own food and our own services and products. I also want to help young people, anybody that's listening that wants to know how I got these bottles and what were the steps. You know, I will work with you, Brother Ben, and anybody that want to know how to package and get out here because, uh, you know, this is what we do. Somebody helped me 40 years ago, and, and I want to give back. Wow. You uh, know what's so funny? Look, I, you, you, you're not going to be able to see it. You'll see it when you, re, when you re-look at it. But it's funny you just said that. Are you looking at the comments? I can't see it on my phone. So Now, I just asked that question so they can know. I just wanted to say, somebody named Love, right? They literally just commented, I was literally just looking up sauce containers last night, and you just offered to help out. With that situation. So family, this is divine, as you can see. Now, for the sisters or brother that say, Man, yeah, I need that help. I need what you what you're asking for. How can they contact you? How, email, social media, things of that nature, so they can uh get this from you. And y'all can forgive me. I'm learning this technology. So, you know, on my Facebook page, uh Chef Daryl Sauce. I mean, uh, yeah, Chef Daryl's Foods on Facebook. Uh, also, a Chef Daryl's Original Bean Pie. Any one of those links, you can just inbox me, and uh, we'll try to put you in the right direction. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you all what I what was told to me by the pioneers. But some people want to ask questions and ask questions and ask questions. I'm the type of person I'm gonna give you a little bit, and you go ahead and get rolling. And I'm gonna ask you what steps have you taken? That's right. So first five steps. I want to know that you got. Pass number one before you start asking me about some more steps because uh, we got to put our own work, you know, put TikTok down and put, you know, some of the foolishness down and start using the resources that's on YouTube, the resources that are in books, 
resources that are in what other people got in your city and learn what it is that you're trying to attach. For the person who wants to know about bottles, you can go to ebottles.com. That's e-bottles.com. You get all the containers and bottles you need. There it is. So we thank you uh, for, for joining us today. We had uh, quite a few people who pressed one. So you should see some orders flying in here in the next 24 hours. Let's do a, well, let's do one more heat check. If y'all going to get the bean pie, if you're going to get the seasoning or if you're going to get the bean pie with the sauce or you want to get the, the what you call it, the bread. Is it bread batter? What is it? Breading mix. The breading All mix. Perfect. Press three. If you're going to order any of those items, press three. If you're going to support your brother and shop with your brother before you shop with another, press three. If you are looking to get a bean pie, because um, I think I'll be on that list myself, because uh, we just ordered some, and yeah, they ain't up to my standards. So we're going to get us a Chef Daryl pie ourselves. So we got some threes. We got some threes coming on in. So I thank you. If, is, is there anything else that you want to uh, leave us with before you go? I Yes, I really want to say that it's nation time, and I can't stress that enough. Uh, this And what I mean by nation time is, is for our people, because all black people are part of this nation, regardless of what your faith tradition is. If you're light skin, dark skin, it don't matter. You're all part of this nation that we're trying to come to to put together. And uh, the unity between the Muslims and the Christians is important. It's a must. Put these titles to the side and partner. Pooling your resources don't mean that they got to necessarily be somebody in your own circle, because sometimes in your own circle, people might not see your vision. Mm -hmm. So wherever the vision is, pull your resources with them. And Brother Ben, you are doing so much with these young people in your platform. There's a young sister, and I hope I'm saying her name right, Lenora. Is that how, how yeah. you say it? Mm -hmm. Did I say that? Yes, sir. Uh, she is doing a phenomenal job. Uh, I happen to see her. Uh, promoting for a young sister her age to promote the teachings, the way she's doing it, and getting uh, young people to come on, want to see the young brothers step out there and do it, because this is a fun thing. What Buster did in the video was exposed to the world what most of these young people's beginning was, and that is in a body of knowledge that is designed to wake us up. You know, you ever see a picture, it's a book out, and it has a lock. I forgot the name of the book, but it's a picture of a, it's a book out and it has a lock on the person's forehead. Mm, I and I was studying the lessons where it talked about that rusty lock. And if we can just put a little W1040, that's what this teaching will do for you. Put a little W1040 on that rusty lock and open up your mind. Because some people say, I don't want to be no Muslim. You're already that by nature. So don't worry about that. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. Get in the tribe. And become a lion. See that lion. If you study the lion. It's not that he's the biggest in the jungle. That he's feared. It's that that lion. He's he's with. He, he, you, you see him with the team. And when, when he jump on one lion. They got all the lions to go through. So we don't want to be. The lion from. What's that show come on TV. Uh. The music show. I don't, even, the last I, don't, I don't even be watching TV. I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> Some music show and they call themselves the Lions. Mm. 
want to be that lion. We want to be the lion that's in this tribe right here. And, and, and I support it. I'm going to be sending some young people that I work with. So I work in a community with, with uh, young people that have been locked up in the Department of Youth Services. And I see the ABS as a way for them to uh, learn some skill sets because we're being locked up at disproportionate numbers. And when we get out of lockup, we got no skills. So we're going to go right back to what we're doing. So when the young people come to me, like the minister told us during the Stop the Killing tour, he didn't, if you study that tour, he really didn't talk about stop selling drugs. So somebody asked him a question. How come you didn't talk about that? He said, because before we can tell them to stop selling, we got to give them something to replace that money. Because they they're going to shut you down if you just tell an average young brother, man, you need to stop that. You're killing your community. I'm not saying don't tell them that, but we need to prepare them. So if they say, hey, you really want to lead that lifestyle? We got something for you. And I believe that what you and brother Jake and, and others, I see the transformation. I see what's happening. What y'all have stepped on is a way for a brother to get trained to come out and do something for himself. And, and any way that Chef Daryl's brain can help with that, I'm all up. Yes, sir. So y'all heard it, family. Go to ChefDarylsFoods.com and support the brother. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining. Salam. Thank you. Woo. Great interview right there, man. That was a, a lot of great insight. I hope y'all took notes. Uh, a lot of great notes to come out of that, man. He was talking about the guidance. He was talking about consistency. He was talking about being humble enough to learn from all people. And I like what he talked about with the with the ways to fish. If you are a brother in the nation or if you are somebody who has a business and you want to fish in new customers, that was very important for you as well. So I thank you all for listening. Please go support that brother, man. He got the sauce. He got the seasoning. And, of course, he got them bean pies. So y'all go ahead, everybody who press three, everybody who press one, make your word bond and go out there and support y'all. And uh, let me know what y'all think about the pies. Let him know what y'all think about the pies. And if y'all want to be a part of the ABS tribe that he's talking about, that's our weekly coaching program where we teach business and life. On a weekly basis, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And for the sisters, even they have now a women's circle on Saturday specifically for the sisters. You can go to um, theabstribe.com, www.theabstribe.com. We have live interactions on Zoom every week, teaching lessons, the whole nine. So thank you all for listening to the Brother Ben X podcast. And I thank everybody who supported. Peace out. Have a blacktastic day.